the pastor came and stood in front of me and he said, do you want to get saved tonight? And I thought to myself, I don't even know what that means. Like saved from what? He's like, do you want to do that tonight? And I was thinking in my head, I'll do whatever I have to do to get out of here. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Now, we've been talking about the reality of growing up in a broken family. Now, not all people who grow up in a broken family have wrecked lives. But in our last show, Michael Dow shared with us how devastating it was for him to grow up out of a broken family. He shared how he was looking for answers and why his family ended up in divorce and why there was so much brokenness, but no one was able to give him the answers he was looking for. So he eventually found drugs and drug addiction, started selling drugs in order to keep that addiction, all as a means of coping with the pain of his upbringing. He lived a life of sexual morality with several partners, and when he finally met a Christian girl, he discovered that he had contracted herpes from the past lifestyle. And today he's going to share how things got worse even more than that. But then Jesus turned his life around. Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, it is so good to be with you. Yes, Michael, it's great to have you on our show again. I know you're no longer in this crazy lifestyle of dealing drugs and using them, but I wanted to thank you so much for sharing and opening up about the past, as it really is giving a lot of us some insight in how a broken family can affect a child growing up. So I understand that things got worse, even though you're going to church you still didn't know who God was. And so I understand you almost got in a fight with the pastor's son. Tell us about that. Yeah, the guy came to my girlfriend and was like, man, why are you with this guy? You know, I'm sure he had her best interest at heart, but he was like, why are you with this guy? Like he's an addict, like he's always in trouble. He's in and out of jail. And so she's telling me this after, you know, we had gotten out of church and we were at lunch and things like that. And I thought to myself, I'm going to come to service tonight. And so I told her, I said, I'll be back tonight. And she said, well, you've never been to a Sunday night service. And I said, yeah, I know. I said, but tonight will be my first. And so I left for a few hours, had to go make a pickup, you know, because at the time I was dealing, I picked up two of my friends and I came back and stood outside of the church about 15 minutes before service was supposed to begin with a backpack full of drugs and two friends waiting to get into a fight. And the pastor's son showed up and we made a huge altercation. I mean, this is like a 700-person church. This is the pastor's son. There's a big altercation going on. People are coming in and out of the doors, and nobody intervenes. Nobody tries to stop. Nobody calls the police. Mm. You would think, I mean, for the pastor's son, like this just wasn't a random guy. But so he had convinced me that it would be better to fight after service than before. And so I thought, okay, sure. It's going to go down either way. Like either way we're fighting, whether it's now, whether it's later. So that's cool. If I have to sit through service in order to fight afterwards, that's what we're going to do. (laughs) At the time I had a restraining order from just about every club, you know, a bunch of Walmarts, a few malls, like we fought everywhere all the time. So I was like, man, that's fine. We'll wait till church is over. We'll handle business and we'll get back on with life. Mm, Wow. That's pretty heavy. 
So did you go into the service? We went into the service. We sat in the back row. The pastor started preaching. I mean, it was just another night for me. I was literally looking at the clock, trying to count down so that we could just fight and get back on with life. And then at the end of the service, the pastor made an altar call. He said, if you feel led to pray for someone, approach them and ask them if you can pray for them. And if you can bring them to the altar. And a woman came over and approached me and I ended up going down to the altar. And I was standing at the altar watching as what was going on as they were praying for other people. And the pastor came and stood in front of me and he said, do you want to get saved tonight? And I thought to myself, I don't even know what that means. Like saved from what? And so I said, what do you mean saved? I said, I don't know what that means. And he said, do you want to get saved? I said, no, you have to ask me something I understand. Mm. I said, I don't know what that means. And so he backed up for a minute and he thought to himself and I could see him thinking and he came back up and he said, how about this? Do you want to ask Jesus into your heart? And I said, man, I thought the first question was bad. I said, (laughs) I really don't know what that means. I said, ask somebody into my heart. I was like, man, like you have to like, give me a chance here. I said, what do you want from me? I said, something I can understand. And so he thought again, and he asked me a question that has forever changed my life. He said, would you be willing to lay your life down tonight for God and to no longer live it for yourself, but from this day forward to live it for God and for God alone? And I said, you know what, man, that's easy. I said, if you just started there, I said, yeah, sure. Now I've never done that. He's like, do you want to do that tonight? And I was thinking in my head, I'll do whatever I have to do to get out of here. Yeah. And I thought, sure, man. Yeah, let's do it. Because I'm thinking, I just want to fight. I'm in an uncomfortable situation. I'm at the altar. I don't want to be there. I'm just trying to get out of there, fight somebody and get back onto life. Like we had plans for that evening. So he said, all right, lift your hands and pray this prayer. And I lifted my hands and I started to pray. And if I would have told you that I wasn't seeking God, it wouldn't have been true. Because for months of my life, I was so broken. And I would remember walking the streets at night, looking up into the sky with tears running down my face, saying, God, if you're really out there or even real, I want to change. I just don't know how. And so standing at that altar that night, I remember lifting my hands and beginning to pray. And as the words started coming out of my mouth, I broke into a vision. And I know now that it's a vision, but at the time it was an experience that was so real, I wouldn't have believed it didn't happen unless I would have come out of it. Hmm. And I saw Jesus and he called me to himself and he embraced me and I felt a tangible embrace on my body. Hmm. And I remember beginning to weep as if I were breaking down and I just cried and cried. And Jesus called me his son and told me that I belonged to him Hmm. and that he had a place for me. And all of these wonderful things that Jesus himself began to speak to me. And I came out of this vision 40 something minutes later. And it seemed like a few seconds. Come to find out it was Pastor Appreciation Day. They were having a banquet in the fellowship hall. We got invited to the banquet. I sat at the pastor's table. They introduced his family. I found out I was trying to fight the pastor's son. I realized the woman who felt led to pray for me was the pastor's wife. The mom of the guy that I'm there trying to fight is the one that felt like she was supposed to pray for me. I got baptized publicly. I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. Four months after I got saved, I got healed on a Sunday morning. And the blood of Jesus gave me an answer for herpes that science still has not been able to find. It's just crazy the things that God began to do in my life. And five years later, I ended up marrying the pastor's daughter. So now my brother-in-law is the guy that I was there trying to fight. And my mother-in-law 
my father-in-law, like, it's just crazy what God has done. Wow. This is like a crazy story how you were so blinded by your rage and personal ego that you were trying to fight her brother. <laughs> no wonder why he wanted to fight you. But God got the glory and you accepted Christ and he really came in. Yeah. So I understand that you got healed from all this pain in your life and you even got supernaturally healed from herpes and the doctors can't explain it. I also understand that you were set free from all the anger you felt inside. And today you now have a family and children and your life is truly changed. Let me ask you, how did that change really happen in your life? I knew that I wanted to change. I just recognized that I was powerless to produce the change that I was looking for. Mm. And that night when I felt like I had finally looked at God for the first time in my life, what I realized is that he had been looking at me the whole time. I found that hope is not in a bank account. It's not in a career path. It's not in all of life circumstances working out the way that I want them to. Hope is a person mm. and his name is Jesus. Amen. And hope embraced me and hope gave me a second chance. And hope is now writing a future for me that should not even be possible because I should be dead. Indeed, Michael, that is amazing what the power of God in your life did. <laughs> you have a great testimony how even though your life, you know, kind of grew up out of a broken family, Jesus just remade your life and made something brand new. So, so encouraging. Michael, you are a blessing, brother. Thanks so much for being on our show. Thank you so much. Hang on. I want to talk to you more about this right after the break. My friends, this is Evangelist Anlay, and I have a huge heart to study how Jesus is working in people's lives today and how he can change the lives of so many more. Will you partner with me to get this show on another radio station in a different state? Together, we're learning and demonstrating that Jesus is alive and touching lives everywhere. Help us to get out the good news. We're looking for monthly giving partners from $5 a month to $100 a month. Anything helps. You can learn more about this by going to AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show, where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, this is an amazing testimony how God can change someone's life. But what really stood out to me was when the preacher was asking him if he wanted to get saved. I think many, when hearing that, were like, what? I'm not drowning. What do I need to be saved from? But when the preacher said, do you want to lay down your life and live for God rather than living for yourself? How can doing something like that help someone with a broken lifestyle addicted to drugs and promiscuous sexual activity you may be wondering. Well, in ancient writings, it is written, the secret of the seed. It says in John 12, 24 through 25, most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. As you can see, it's written that if you sow your life to God and you surrender it, 
even all the brokenness, all the pain, all the suffering, if you give it to God and let like literally yourself kind of die to the Lord, you will find new life in Christ. You can see that Michael sowed his broken life with all of its pain and suffering, with all the bad decisions, trying to fix it himself. He threw all of that at the feet of Jesus. And today he is healed, both spiritually and miraculously physically. And today he's a preacher of the gospel. He is so fruitful in his life by surrendering to Christ. He's sowing seed of the message that changed his life everywhere. As he lost his life, he found it. Where are you at this? Do you struggle with brokenness and you're trying to fix it yourself? Don't you know? To live, you must die to yourself inside, spiritually, to your wants, to your desire to fix your own life and just give it to God. Now, for someone who has not died to themselves in Christ Jesus yet, let me pray for you. Lord God, here we are, our brokenness, our lack of perfection, our lives where we've messed up, our lives where we've done wrong, our lives where wrong things were done to us and we don't feel quite whole. Lord Jesus, we die to that. We lay it at the cross. Heal us, Lord. Regenerate us to something new. In Jesus' mighty name. I hope you were blessed by this testimony and I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningDonations.com. That's AwakeningDonations.com. See you next time.